0: You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Murphology Podcast, a.k.a. Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Hey, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a thumbs up if it's deserving. Helps me out a lot. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric, who is a huge supporter of Iowa Bike Trails. Thanks, Mike, and everyone at Simmons Electric for supporting the podcast and for supporting bikes. Recently, I completed another Ragbri and wanted to provide a recap of the event. This is not a race event, but a bicycle tour with riders of all abilities. It is a supported event that showcases Iowa and small-town living. It's a chance to slow down and take in miles and miles of corn and bean fields with over 10,000 cycling friends. It's a -a one-of-a-kind experience I would highly recommend. The last full week of July for the past 47 years, this epic bike tour takes place across the state of Iowa, always going west to east. It's called Ragbri, which stands for the Des Moines Register's Annual Great Bicycle Ride Across Iowa. As I mentioned, this seven-day ride takes place the last full week of July each year, and typically Iowa weather is steamy with humidity and temps in the 80s. It started in 1973 when two Des Moines Register newspaper journalists decided to hop on their bikes and ride across the state of Iowa with a plan to document the week and, and call it work. They invited the public, and that first year about 200 people showed up to pedal fast forward to present time, where over 10,000 riders, plus their support crews, take to the rural roads of Iowa and travel from the west border of the state all the way to the Mississippi River. This ride starts Sunday morning and ends the following Saturday with overnight stops in a different town each night. Daily mileage varies from 50 to 100 miles, and typically a week is about 450 miles. The direction has always been west to east, And each year the route changes Which means the terrain changes as well I may be making this up But I have heard the route is west to east Because of the wind direction Which at that time of year Provides less chance of riders experiencing headwinds But also because of the sun Obviously the sun rises in the east and sets in the west And most would rather have the sun at their back As the heat of the day sets in Rather than in your face If you've never been to Iowa, trust me when I say, this great state is not flat, especially when biking across it. The RAGBRAI team scouts out the new route each fall meeting with towns and cities throughout the state, deciding what journey riders will be taking. A big party in January kicks everything off with the announcement of the Overnight Towns, so that's when we find out where we'll be riding the following July. Excitement starts to build, and riders get registered and start making plans. Registered riders enjoy services such as daily gear transport, designated camping areas, state trooper-controlled intersections on-route medical professionals, and SAG service if needed. Some riders bring their own support vehicles, which carry the rider's gear and are assigned to a route separate from the rider route. So Ragbright is a one-way event across Iowa. Tradition has riders dipping their tire in the Missouri River on the west side of the state, and then at the end of the ride, dipping tires in the mighty Mississippi River on the east side of the state. Now, if you look at a map, you will see there are not always towns located on the Missouri River. So not every year includes a Missouri River tire dip. Some towns will actually bring some of the river to their town and provide pools of river to dip your tire in. But not always. There are years when it's not safe to get all the way to the Missouri River, but riders are guaranteed a celebratory tire dip at the end. My first bri was in 1997. I was hooked and I haven't missed a year since. I've done the ride in so many different ways. Let's see, I've camped in the official campgrounds and used the official support trailers. I've done the ride camping in yards, within the towns, and having a team bus haul my gear. Uh, I have had the luxury of staying in an air-conditioned RV a few times, um, but I've also slept in basements, in a hammock. I've gone many years self-contained, meaning I loaded up my bike with panniers, holding all my gear, my clothes, my camp stuff, and camped along the way. And I've been lucky enough to spend the week in hotels with a real shower and a real bed. Most towns are small and have few hotels, so the majority of the riders camp for this event. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. So here's a brief overview of what a week on Ragbright is like. Whether you're on a team bus, you pay to have a charter bus get you to the start, or you drive yourself, you need to get yourself, your bike, and your gear to the starting host town before the ride starts on Sunday morning. I call Saturday day zero, and it kicks off with this huge Ragbright Expo, an all-day event. So you get to the first town, you get unloaded, you get your camp set up, and then you head over to the expo. The expo is free to attend and has about everything you can think of relating to bicycles. You can buy anything you may need for the week or items you forgot to pack. You can also find all the official RAGBRAI merchandise at the expo. There is also great entertainment and people watching all day. And of course food. So much food. While you're there, be sure to tour the town. Each overnight town works so hard for the arrival of the riders. So most people have fun at the expo, have fun at the evening entertainment, find a bar, have a drink, but you gotta get some sleep because Sunday morning hits and it is go time. Depending on the support arrangements you may have, you have to get your camp stuff and gear packed up and to your support vehicle or the official rag ride trailers by a pre-designated time. If you're tent camping, it should be pretty easy to wake up early Once the sun hits your tent, the intense Iowa heat, oh boy, it'll get you moving. Not to mention the sound of hundreds of tent zippers zipping open and shut as everyone else gets ready to start the day. Uh, Once your gear's loaded up, now it's just you and your bike. The mission is to join the traveling caravan of fellow riders and end up in the next overnight town. Your speed and the number of stops are totally up to you. There are so many things to see and do all day, so be sure to slow down, look around, and listen to other cyclists who may know of local attractions to check out. All along the route, there will be vendors of all kinds of good eats, and each pass-through town is set up with more food and more entertainment. At the end of the day, you have arrived in a new town full of more vendors and entertainment, and each morning will be a repeat of the day before. You would think seven days of riding a bike would leave you slim and trim, but with all the great food vendors and the homemade church lady pie and all that beer and sports drink, you'll be lucky to go home without gaining a pound or two. So a bit more about the volume of riders on the Iowa roads. There's plenty of space to spread out on this cross-state ride, but the roads that are ridden on during RAGBRAI are not closed to vehicle traffic, so there is occasionally a vehicle en route. The ragbri staff works closely with all the towns to determine alternate roads for drivers and businesses to utilize on that day we are riding through, but occasionally a semi or vehicle may end up on the route. It doesn't take much for the bikers to get out of their way, and I'm going to guess the driver of that semi or vehicle wishes they were anywhere else but stuck on a road with thousands of cyclists. The bicycle route is clearly marked with RAGBRAI-branded arrows that are fastened to street signs, poles, and other fixtures along the route. And the Iowa State Patrol is set up at most major intersections and directs traffic for the riders. They typically block the vehicles so riders don't even have to stop pedaling. They are some of the coolest cops. They stand in their uniforms in heat all day long just to keep us safe. Some of them even have these huge speakers on top of their patrol cars set up to play music. It's pretty cool. Three to four ambulances are also on the route each day, along with a couple of medics on motorcycles. They are there for registered riders who get into medical trouble, major or minor. Psych service is also part of the registration fee so throughout the day big vans with huge trailers are along the route and these are for riders who may have issues with their bikes or they just can't ride the full route. So the RAGBRAI route service hours are 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day. That's 12 hours to ride the day's daily mileage, explore each town, eat eat more, and get to camp to set up and shower. There's no specific start time, so riders start whenever they're ready to go and, for the most part, end up spread out nicely throughout the day. Of course, there are more than 10,000 bicyclists riding from point A to B. There are going to be times of congestion, but it's not anything that would ruin your day. As riders pedal through each day, there are all kinds of opportunities to stop for snacks, beverages, and photo ops. So if you happen to roll up on a vendor and the line is really long, you have two choices. Stand in line and meet new people or keep rolling on to the next vendor, which is typically within a mile. The popular vendors who are on route each day post signs along the route before their stop so you can plan ahead. For example, Mr. Porkchop is a super popular stop and they have pink signs along the route to tell you how many more miles until you reach them. They are on route every day, so if the line is too long one day, save it for another day. And usually the pork chop stop is located at a farm with many other vendors, so you'll have multiple options in addition to their famous pork chop. Most vendors are ready for high volume, so the lines move pretty fast, and really, like, what else do you have to do? This ride is truly a traveling carnival on bikes. And as the tour moves across the great state of Iowa, many towns have populations far less than the total of RAGBRAI riders, and probably have never experienced so much spandex invading their community. So whether it's homemade pie, free cold water, or live music, these volunteers have worked for months and months to make this day a success. And most communities will turn the money they receive into great things like new playgrounds or updated fire station equipment. A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a New Jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to Primalwear.com and use code PrimalMerf to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Okay, are you ready for a few highlights from my most recent RAGBRAI? Here we go. First and foremost is the Ragbri crew. Dieter, Anne, Andrea, Nick, Madison, and all the people who work tirelessly to keep us safe and happy. From the crew that gets up in the middle of the night to put up the route signs, to the crew who stand in those hot ragbride trailers all day, helping with unending rider issues while selling memorabilia all week, and everyone in between, those people help make Ragbride the best week ever. And it's always a treat to stop and visit when I see them scrambling around. Also, there is the care ambulance crew I mentioned, who are en route to handle accidents quickly. I did not need to use their services, thank goodness. But they had a busy week saving lives, dealing with heat exhaustion, bandaging up riders, and whatever else came their way. You guys are all my heroes. And also a few riders I want to mention. Clarence Bosenberg from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. His bicycle license plate says, Sakes Alive doing ragbri at 95. Yes, Clarence is 95 years old. I am a lucky person to see Clarence out and about on his bike almost every day in my hometown. He's usually by himself and on his way to a neighboring community via the Cedar Valley Nature Trail. So I interviewed him back when he was a youngster at 93. Clarence has been logging his miles for the last 20 years or so, averaging anywhere from 20 to 100 miles on training days, and his goal back then was to reach 100,000 miles. I ran into him on Ragbride this year at a roadside stop, and he approached me to remind me that I promised to throw him a party when he reached his goal, and guess what? His goal of 100,000 miles has been accomplished. Well, congrats to Clarence. Man, I hope I can still ride Ragbright 95 years old. And if I am and you run into me on the route, you may have to yell a little bit louder so I can hear. Another hero on the bike is Dean Mathias, a.k.a. Bareback. He's from the Quad Cities and part of the Quad Cities Bicycle Club. And get this, he rides a bike without a saddle. So literally, he is pedaling across Iowa without the luxury of sitting. A seatless bicycle he calls the bareback Matthias. So that in itself is remarkable, but Dean has a mission while he's on Ragbri. He stops every time he sees a rider in distress. He carries a bunch of tubes and tires and spare parts, even a full-size bicycle pump, and he helps anyone who needs help. One of the kindest men I have ever met. And speaking of helpful riders, the Air Force cycling team is also on route, and they were all trained to help anyone on the side of the road with bike issues. Their bicycle jerseys say guardian angels of the road, and I want to give them a huge shout-out for being part of the Rag Bri experience. I did not have any bike issues, but I saw these guys and gals in action every day in a swarm around a rider in need, and I would guess they can change a flat Faster than anyone I know. I saw a post that said by day four of Ragbri, the Air Force cycling team had already used over 500 tubes and had run out. That's a lot of roadside stops. Tori Jennings-Giffen was on RAGBRAI this year with her son Daniel and a tribe of cyclists called the Buffalo Lodge Bike Tribe. So Tori owns a super cool bicycle resort in Colorado Springs called the Buffalo Lodge Bicycle Resort. I stayed there in January and absolutely loved everything about it. We biked literally from the lodge right up to Pikes Peak. Their website is BicycleResort.com and Tori has a very inspiring story. You can hear it in one of my previous episodes, episode 68, but the real story here is Tori's son, Daniel. Daniel is in a three-year battle with an incurable brain cancer and he chose to come do Ragbri with his mom and the tribe to see what it was all about. People along the route caught wind of Daniel and there were signs and welcome parties all along the route cheering him on. What a brave young man. Then there's Denise Mueller, who as of September 2018 holds the world record for paced bicycle land speed and is considered the fastest cyclist on earth. Yes, on earth. I got to meet her on Ragby this year and had a blast talking to her about her cycling adventures. So she set the world record on September 16th, 2018 at the Salt Flats in Utah by traveling, are you ready for this? An average of 183.9 miles per hour on a custom built carbon KHS bicycle behind a custom built vehicle. So here I am applying the brakes on downhills when I get above about 30 miles an hour and she's somehow keeping it together at 183.9 miles per hour. Just incredible. You can read more about Denise at ProjectSpeed.com, and there's an incredible video of her accomplishing her world record. And Nelson Vales was on Ragbri again this year. Nelson the Cheetah Vales, silver medalist, and in the U.S. Bicycle Hall of Fame. He rode as a professional from 1988 to 1995, representing... The USA at the 1984 Summer Olympics, where he became the first African-American to medal in cycling. And in his youth, Nelly worked as a bicycle messenger in New York City. His nickname was The Cheetah. He even played the role of a New York bicycle messenger in the film Quicksilver. I'm not sure if he still offers up the opportunity, but you may still be able to get a chance to ride with Nellie. His website is nelsonvails.com. So there are countless other stories I could tell you, and I didn't even touch on the crazies, like the guys who wear patriotic Speedos all week with the flag draped across their shoulders, or the team that dresses up in full latex costumes to represent Batman, Robin, and other superheroes. And if I didn't mention it earlier, it was over 90 degrees every day. Or Team Bad Boy that literally, I mean literally, have everything including an actual kitchen sink strapped to their bicycle. One of the members has a full-size grill and another has a makeshift bar. And the biggest heroes, in my opinion, are the thousands of volunteers who open their communities to the riders of Ragbri. I mean, when you hear the term Iowa Nice, you could put any of these people's photo with it. These great communities shut down their streets to vehicle traffic, closed their regular businesses for the day, and worked their butts off so riders could pedal through. It's really amazing to think about. So if you're sold on participating in RAGBRAI and want more information, the website is RAGBRAI.com. That's R-A-G-B-R-A-I icom I hope to see you on the ride next July. And listeners, that's it for this week. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com backslash morphology. Visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. I'll leave you with this quote from the Unwritten Book of Morphology. This quote comes from Theodore Roosevelt. Believe you can and you're halfway there think about it.